What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Ancient Wisdom, your weekly Pokemon TCG podcast. My name is Corey Roush. With me, as always, is DJ Keener. DJ, how are you? I'm alive, Corey. It's Monday. We're recording yeah. earlier than normal, and uh, the will to live is sapped. I mean, <laughs> I, I, and the worst part is I don't think it has anything to do with anything, uh, any of that. It's just, you know, you're alive, so therefore it's sapped. Always. Always. Uh, What's up with you? How you doing? Uh, about the same. It's a, a hideous day outside, but, you know, we move. Um kind of just you know living the dream every day we had a, had a nice weekend of going to actually spent both days with you which is weird that's not a very common thing for when we're not going to card tournaments but uh yeah it was a good time um and now we're looking ahead to the first regionals of the season so so yeah so um with us previewing this weekend's regionals we wanted to kind of go over some of the data that we're not gonna do like any necessary deep dive like we did last week because Honestly, not much has changed over the last two weeks, like to that extent. So we're going to kind of go over some of the trends that we've seen and then make our predictions for uh, the two regionals that are happening this weekend. But before we get into that, what have, what have you been liking over the last week or so? What have you been playing with? Um, I've played a little bit less in the last week, probably, than normal. I don't know why. I guess it's just been kind of busy. Um, <laughs> so, like, I've played a lot of Maradon because that's my go-to quest completion deck on uh, PTCGL. It's just, like, fast games. Uh, one of the quests that pops up occasionally is to put, like, three EX Pokemon into play, which can take, like, three games with Guardian, one game with Maradon. Um, so I've been playing a decent bit of that. It's still working on the deck. It is, like, fun to play. It's just kind of not Bad. quite there. And, like, there there is definitely a world where it gets there. Um, we're, like, I don't even know if we're, like, a printing away more so than, like, a, a metagame away from it being good. Yeah. Um, but we're not there yet and we'll we'll see if we ever do get there. But been playing a decent bit of that and a decent bit of Mew, but nothing uh too exciting for either of those. Just the kind of straightforward decks that are good to get some missions done with because you can play some games pretty quickly and yeah, nice stuff. What about you? Uh plenty of Guardi because I'm just convinced that like I like I'm not sure that that's what I'll necessarily play next set. I feel like it's obviously too like, while I'm testing this format to learn the new decks and everything that's, like, in it, I also want to kind of, like, figure out what to look forward to since it is the next time we're going to something. Um, so, I, but, like, Guardi obviously translates to both, right? I feel like mm-hmm. it, it, it's good in, it's going to be good in both. I'm trying to decide whether or not I want to buckle down and buy a Champions Festival. Uh, obviously, that does not apply to this format, but if I don't, like, if I actually just generally hate playing Guardi, like, that takes it out anyway, unless it's, like, Tier 0. So, um, so I've been playing that a bunch, and I've enjoyed it. Um other than that, I'm always going to play some amount of lost decks. Uh, I'm with you in that I play Maridon whenever I need a quest for the EXs because I'm not going to get the, to the Guardies fast enough, but I never... Unlike you, I don't enjoy playing it, so... Um, what else? Oh, and uh, lately, and it's one of the, it's the deck I'm actually going to bring to Locals tomorrow, so by the time this is out, it'll already have happened, but um, Jake Gearhart tweeted it. We had talked about it in some last format, or like coming in, like, like last, like before the format started to get prepared for this, where it was... Uh, the Gardevoir package plus Kyogre and playing like a bunch of water dudes and just kind of like plowing through to the end of your deck and then winning the game with Kyogre doing something of what like Lost Box does, but it kind of gives you a bunch of different water avenues. Like the number of times like you attack multiple times with Greninja, which is obviously very good or with, uh, I don't remember where the other Kyogre is from. The one that just is. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that one is water, water. I think it's water, 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 colorless. And it puts three back in your hand. And you do a 180 to one thing on the board, which is obviously a very strong attack. So it's basically just prize manipulation. You have a couple different cool things that you can do, whether it be with a 1-1 Palkia line to a Star Portal out of nowhere, or um, with 
like I said, the Kyogre from Celebrations is one of our favorite cards to mess around with. Uh, some lists play Corbominable. I am right now, uh, just because being able to just kind of pop off and blow something up, like it, like a lot of times, like they think that like decks like that will think that they can just camp a Gudra um, and just not actually ever have to worry about anything. But if you're able to kind of like early on in the game sprinkle 90 with the Greninja onto that while they're not even thinking about it, like you're like, well, I'll take one price here and 90 there. And if they don't ever like moisture start off, which they probably should, but you never know. Like if they don't know the deck, they don't know that the crab's coming in to eventually just hammer them to death. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's a cool deck. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know. I think if that it's like, awesome. I, I don't know if it's really, like, really cool. <laughs> I don't know if it's good, but it's, it's really fun. And for this interim time where we're just kind of learning the format, it's kind of nice to just mess around with something fun. No, it's one of those decks that I played a bunch before rotation when I was just like playing decks on live that uh like could exist for the the new format without like some of the cards that weren't out yet, obviously. And uh that deck is just awesome. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It does something kind of unique, I guess, in in a sense. Like, yeah, Lost Box can do the uh Kyogre thing, but like this deck can like really pull it out of nowhere. It's just really interesting. You can like I've seen lists that play double of the celebrations Kyogre even. Um, just like that's your game plan. You just Kyogre yeah. them out of the game. Um, but I like the, uh, the inclusion of the Crown Zenith Kyogre, a lot of the other like tech options for attackers, like Palkia is really good in there. So definitely just a cool deck. Yeah, it's, it's, it's neat. And it's, again, not that this is like, it, it's really nothing like the deck that we're, we're going to look at whenever we get to the next format, but it's kind of cool to start messing with some of the water options that are out there to see if I want to kind of translate them to when we get the, yeah. the back scat. Like, it's it's a totally different deck, but it's like a fit, similar thought process of, I feel like anytime you get like a oh, I haven't used this This energy as like my sole basis of a deck for a, about a year. Mm-hmm. What all different things could I tech into here? I'm kind of exploring some of those tech options now three months before I'll actually be exploring it with the Baxcalibur, so it's a, kind of a cool thought exercise as well. There's a little bit of an interesting like carryover there too, where it's like here are my water attackers with my stage two setup Pokemon, right? Like, yep. you know, it's not entirely the same because you're also kind of relying on this curly as early too in the stack, but like you are trying to put a stage two in play to power up your, you know, really strong, but kind of uh clunky water attackers. So yeah. there are like a lot of similarities. This deck is doing something very different for like its end goal with it, but you know, you're still kind of uh you can draw some parallels there for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've had fun with that, and I'm just like. I, I really enjoy this format, and, and I guess it's now that we're back to actually going to events, like, mm-hmm. this is the first time since since COVID, but, like, so uh, since that time period where there's going to be an entire format where I don't go to a real event in. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of weird, and it's allowing me to, like, while I want to learn everything, I'm not, like, hyper-focused on I have to play something that I necessarily think is Tier 1 all the time, which is a nice change of pace. Yeah, for sure, for sure, and it's, it is kind of freeing to not be as worried about like uh putting reps in with like the the current version of lost box that you think is the best or whatever but you know i I still think it's kind of just like good brain exercise to be paying attention to the metagame and figuring out how you would like what you would play that week and you know what that means see if you were right or you know sometimes it's tough because maybe you made a call and nobody else made that call that doesn't mean you were wrong so yeah oh trust me i made myself play a bunch of and i didn't mention this already because like i'm embarrassed even a minute but i've played a fair number of games with various arc pile lists as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like that i mean i think some version of arc is actually like i mean obviously one of the most recent events i'm not like going out on a limb here saying that i think it's good i don't know if it's the same one crazy yeah to make but right i think I think Ark is good. I don't enjoy necessarily playing Ark, but I also would enjoy doing well. So, like, it, like if I found yeah, that was... six point half a dozen the other, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's tough. So that is going to be one of the decks I want to talk about. But we'll we'll get there. So where do you want to start with? You're, you have some of the data that you wanted to talk about going into this weekend. 
Yeah, so I kind of wanted to just touch on like the the play rates for some different decks, uh, where we're at, and like what decks are kind of over and underperforming in the metagame. Um, and one of the things, I guess, just to go break down. And, oh man, this site is different on PC than it is on your phone. There we go. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, <laughs> all right, there we go. Um, one of the big things that so like for the the data, I could combine a couple decks just for like transparency. If anyone pulls anything up, and we do use like Trainer Hill to get a lot of the uh, different numbers that we use for things. Um, and one of the the things like in the last seven days, it's gone from being kind of like a, a decently played deck to the most played deck when you combine the Mewtwo version. Guardi is like almost far and away the most played deck at this point online. Um, which is interesting because the other most played deck is Lost Box. So Guardi is at like 16, over 16 and a half percent, almost 17% of the metagame share when you count both versions. Um, which I think they're basically the same deck. It's more of a tech attacker that you play in Guardian, not a different deck, right? I, I think you would agree with that. Yeah. And then when we say Lost Box there, it's Greninja Lost Box, but that's the next one with like 13.4% of the metagame share. And uh, you can follow that up with a host of different decks, but I want to touch on those two first, because the, the big thing here is that that means Guardian is the most played deck, and its worst matchup is the second most played deck. Um and that really bears out in the numbers. I looked at the top eights from all of the bigger tournaments um, from the past week. My count was kind of arbitrary because there were like three tournaments over 100 and then three that were above 90 or something, something like that, maybe three and three. Um, and I just used those six for my numbers. But uh, or maybe maybe there was one more. I, I don't remember. It's not important. But no. Guardi converts at like a way lower rate than its play rate to top cuts like it's so it's like 17% of the metagame and it takes up like 10 to 11 ish percent of top cuts in those fields, which is a pretty sizable drop off. Like you can, you can see some other decks that are, you know, pretty close to their win rate or that drastically overperform. And uh, the metagame is just really hostile towards Gardevoir cell. So that was like the big takeaway from that. And the other one was that Lost Box, like despite being that played, pretty much converts it exactly its play rate, uh, which is. Do you think that's because of how much play Guardi seeing? Do we think Lost Box has gotten better suddenly, or no? I think we weren't I, happy with its position a week or two ago. I think that certainly helps. That I, and I think that that's something that it was called out at the time, and then we kind of talked like, but not by us, by like like real, like mm-hmm. people that were at the event, and then like as we've been like when we talked about Lost Box a lot last week, that was one of the things we said was that um, it, it, given current lists, I, I think that. Like obviously, Lost Box does favor go in pretty favorably to Guardi. I think both are probably in need of adapting. If Guardi doesn't mm-hmm. adapt, or and if they're just playing, well, this was towards sixty or close to it, and the cards you change don't necessarily benefit that matchup. You're trying to tweak for the other matchups that you saw do well, then you find yourself in a place where you're a little bit susceptible to things. So I think like that's my read on the situation without like diving too much into like data or anything like that. That's that's kind of how it comes across to me because if you don't adapt, like I mean, if you, if you, like I I think that. I didn't look at all of Tord's matchups. I'm using him as an example because he was the highest placing player, obviously. But, uh, like, if you just dodge and weave and don't play, like, a ton of Sableye throughout the day, then, like, obviously, you, like, it's not going to matter. But if you if you if if that shifts slightly and you're going to, like, an eight-round tournament and you play five of them, I don't like your chances of doing well on that day. So yeah. I think that's part of what it is, right? Because Lost Box matches up pretty okay into most other things. So if they're able to hit, but if they're able to hit a bunch of guardies that have not adapted, then they're, they're looking really good at that tournament. Yeah, I definitely uh, agree with that just as an idea. And you, you see from the numbers here that Lost Box has actually kind of fallen out in popularity a little bit, even from before, not significantly, but like the play rate has continued to go down funny enough. Um, 
despite its best matchup going up in play rate. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's something to attribute there that just like the kind of players that want to make comfy decisions are probably the kind of players that want to make curly a decision still. Yeah. So like, you know, good players are playing both decks online. Um, the next thing that I want to touch on is that Lugia has just like crashed out of the metagame. Um, this went from being like a top two deck in the format by pretty much everyone's standards to a deck that's like, it's gone from like points where it was like a 10 to 15% play rate deck to being under 7% mm-hmm. uh, and still underperforming in top cut conversions. Like, it's not even making those numbers. No, it. I don't, I don't get it. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't either. Um, especially because Lost Box is a good matchup for Lugia. You're yep. positive into them. Uh, Guardi is about a neutral matchup. Um, they're like slightly favored against you. So I, I don't really, I don't really get it. Um, but when you start looking at some of the other matchups and the other decks, like I, I guess it sort of makes sense to me. Like a, a spoiler here that Lugia is not in the decks that I would even consider playing for the regional this weekend if I were going. So, Interesting. I'm surprised to hear that specifically from you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just don't like the. Uh, I don't like some of the matchup spread with some different things when I'm looking at stuff. So, well, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But I think like. So the only other deck that I really want to call out that's like way, way overperforming, or I guess the other things, and you mentioned this already a little bit, are the various Arceus decks mm-hmm. are essentially all severely overperforming as far yeah. as like top cut conversions. Um, and I don't think that's going to bear out in like a drastic play rate increase actually anyway, but literally all of the versions are way overperforming their play rate. Arctura, Arctina, and then just other Arc piles. Um, it's Pretty fair, I think, to combine Arctur and Arc Palace because all the other ones play Volpix. It's kind of Arc Volpix at this point, in my eyes, even if yeah. it's like primarily Duraludon. Um, yeah, I think more often than not, I was gonna say, you're more often than not, you're so it's like always Arc, Arc picks, and then it's like maybe you play Dura, maybe you play Pikachu. Yeah, uh, maybe right. some of those lists are incorporating Espeon VMAX. I've seen, mm-hmm. um, and that's I'm, not even counting the Arc Lost Box list, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we can always talk about, you know. My favorite deck that is like, I thought I saw, what did I see? It was like 25th, 24th in play rate in the last seven days. We got some RCS Reggie Drago in there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That does have a top eight in there. And that certainly came off of my, uh, my list and into the rogue section. But <laughs> that's weird. That's very surprising. Um, but yeah, I think that that arc is the other deck that's like way overperforming expectations. And there's definitely like a lot of good reasons to play the deck and a lot of good reasons that it's it is hitting those numbers. So just kind of something to think about from the stats instead of like going deep into what happened in the events individually. Um, I do want to just mention the other thing, like the deck on its own that has the single most top cuts and also an extremely positive conversion rate is Mew. Yeah. Um, which makes a lot of sense again when you start looking at what the play rates for decks and what's doing well in the metagame. Um, but Mew is, you know, 9% of the field and top, like something like 15% of top cuts. Yeah. It's, I, I think, I mean, we've talked about this plenty. We talked about it before the format. We talked about it throughout. I think Mew's insane. I, I think that especially yeah. like you're seeing a lot of people start to cut back on, uh, on, on stuff like Drapion, I think like, especially because the versions of Lost Box that were big with it are, are starting to struggle a little bit. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. People that were playing two and goo are stopping playing two. 
Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I think that it's... Oh, and, like, even, like, I think the Lugia, like, they have the Dark Attackers there, but that matchup was already good for you. Yeah, they... you're you're pretty favored in the Lugia still, in my opinion. And, like, if they're cutting back on, like, in that, on in, on them in any way to start fitting in the 1-1 Duro mm. line, or in some cases the 1-1 Urshifu line, like, that just becomes even more free for you. So, yeah, I think I think Mew's an incredible play for this weekend. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's really everything on, on the stats. I think a lot of other stuff, like we can kind of touch on, I guess the one that we talk about a lot that I didn't touch on there is, is Gudra, which is still like, it's funny because it's more played than ever before at this point, And it's still like converting decently, but there's something about the deck being like on everyone's radar that makes it a lot less attractive to me. Well, almost, and like, I, I love Gudra. It's it, like, it's the deck I've probably played the most over the last month. And I just like, I think it's just tough because I liked its matchup spread a lot going into EUIC, but if Gardevoir is going to be this highly played, that matchup sucks. So mm-hmm. I, I just that that would scare me off because I don't, even though I don't necessarily, I don't know if I think Gardevoir is the best call for this weekend because it it does have that target right now. Uh, I wouldn't want to like face more than three of them with Gudra yeah. on day one, and I think that that's a pretty reasonable possibility. So that would that would I, I think the deck is still well positioned, but. Like there's some decks that you can take to a tournament almost any week and feel comfortable about it, and there's some where you really have to pick your spots where it's that yeah. next week. Even if it's like goo is like a deck that you need to pick the right metagame to play it into. Yeah, even if it's like I, I think I, I wouldn't say it's, it's at that point. Obviously, it's not tier one, but I think it's like high tier two or tier one point five or whatever nonsense ter- like label you want to put on it. I think it's like still one of like the better decks in the format, but it is much more volatile to the circumstances where some things just go in and go whatever. I'll, I'll take fifty fifties across the board. That's not good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't necessarily disagree with any of that. I think that Goo is like a, a fairly safe play, despite that. Um, but it's not, it's not like as well positioned as it was before. The thing that Goo will always have going for it is that it's better against the other Lost Box decks, right? It's yeah. better against Sablezard. It's better against uh, Greninja Lost Box. Like your favorite against all of those decks. And when you put those together, you're still looking at probably 20% of the field at any given tournament right now. You know, maybe slightly less, but probably 20% of the field. To be and, fair. Uh, I would say that yeah. it's, it's not great into the Giratina one, and if the online results from not a week, Giratina. Of, but like if the I, I, I we we know where we stand on the Giratina lost box list, but the results over the last like two or three weeks make it seem like that might be something people actually bring to the tournament, and if that's like that matchup is not great either, so that that's another thing that kind of gives me a little bit of pause. Yeah, I, I have a feeling the Tina will be the same way it was at EUIC, or like the same thing. It was seen play online, but everyone. <laughs> Like not everyone, but a lot of players who whose brains work were like, eh, it's actually not that good. I tend and, to agree, but it's just not, something it, that... like, yeah. I mean, and even still, like its play rate is still you know only six percent of the field right now, and in, in online events in the last week, like it's not highly played either. And I, you know, even if it was like better than that looks, I don't expect the play rate to change significantly because of that. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um, do you want to talk? Just take that as a segue, actually, then and talk about yeah. how we feel about each deck at the event. Yeah, let's do um, that. Because we've kind of been doing that about Gudra, and just to like kind of hammer home the rest of the points, like Gudra's bad against Mewtwo, which we said was a good deck. Mew as well. I guess Mewtwo is a card again right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's bad against Mew. It's bad against Guardi. Uh It's a very known commodity. Like it's a you know top five play rate deck, so everyone's going to have a plan for you, even if that's like... I would bet a lot that you'll see more Lost Box decks doing like Horn Kyogre so that they have an easy plan for that matchup because that plan was good anyway. Yeah. Uh, same thing, like the Sablezard decks are going to play Horn and be ready to go Charizard Horn Cross Switcher for game. Yeah. Um. So I just, I kind of off Goo for that reason, I guess. Like, is that where you're at with Goo too? You just don't feel like it's a good call for the weekend at this point? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that 
is kind of what I was alluding to with the play, right? Like, it's just not good when that deck is a known commodity, or at least when it's a known commodity, when it's on the radar as being, like, good. It, mm-hmm. It's just not a deck that, like, it's a deck that everyone can have a plan for. Like, even Lugia, that was another solid matchup for it, and the Urshi thing is becoming somewhat present. So, like, mm-hmm. that's another spot where now they have a way to one-shot you again. Just not great all around. Yeah, and even the Dura is, like, bad for you as well. So, like, if they're playing either of those, like, yeah, obviously yeah. the Urshifu can bomb right through you, and that's a little bit better, but just giving Lugia access to, like, a Shred Attack that just ignores that, like, your damage mod is just, like, you're trading two shots then, but they're also probably picking out your prizes, and they're able to switch back to a one-prize right. game to an extent. So, because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just think that that, it's it's a pretty hostile format for Goo this weekend, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's there's nothing I like about Goo. Um so what about Guardia? We've kind of talked about the deck a little bit. How do you feel about that one going into this weekend? Uh, I I like it. I don't think it's the best, like my favorite call for the weekend, just because if you're not, a, like I said, if you're not adapting to Lost Box, whether or not like we've seen Lost Box kind of tail off in terms, like, I mean, not tail off because you, we just detailed how highly played it is. But if even if like like three weeks ago, we thought it was it the best is coming down though, right? Like it is, yeah, you know, play rate wise. Yeah, it, it's, it's not like the best deck that everyone thought it was going to be coming into the format, but it's still a very real presence and it's something you're going to face a ton. And that if you're not going to adapt and I don't, I don't really know how you adapt to deal with, with Sableye is so the that's issue. Guardy doesn't deal with Lost yeah. Box, you know, especially not with Greninja Lost Box. Like you're, you're forced to play this mana fee, which sucks. You're forced to, you know, I mean, some people believe in the Cresselia is like helping in the matchup. I, I guess I still don't personally really see that because they shouldn't be like sprinkling damage counters as much. They they know you can play it. Just bomb a Curlia. Don't try to get cute and take multiple prizes. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah, you got rid of two of your damage counters. Okay. Well, and like cool. that's the thing, right? Is that typically like the people that were like spreading out damage and for turns that where they were taking multiple knockouts as opposed to just taking one quickly were typically the better players. The better players have also probably figured that out. So you're I mean, not like. like Good. No, it's just kidding. You're, 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 like the chances of you taking advantage of somebody not seeing that at this point is, is pretty mm-hmm. slim. I mean, it, there are like turns where like just taking two damage counters off is enough to turn it from uh, two to three attacks to kill Recurlias. But you know, at the same time, like they're you're already pressuring that by playing Manafeek, which they're going to want to kill so that they can use Guard or uh, Greninja to get attacks. Greninja just kills them. There's there's no no Cresselia game plan there, so that doesn't matter. Um. And, like, there's just nothing else in Engine that you can really do that, that helps the matchup, right? Like, there's nothing that's impressive, at least. Are um, you are you at all interested in something like bringing the Jelly back in so that, like, if you power if you power up, like, a Guard of War, or sorry, yeah, Guard of War or a Zacian, that you're not also stuck with it there having two, like, 20 life left? Is that something that interests you at all, or? Not I, really. I'm just if trying I'm, to talk about the possibilities, that's If all. I'm playing cards to improve the Lost Box matchup, I'm playing uh, Muto. Mewtwo is the card that's good in the Lost Box matchup. Mewtwo is four bricks. I, I don't think it's worth it. I think the correct answer is to just ignore the matchup. Um, and then the Mewtwo doesn't even, like, if you play Drapion and Mirage Box lists, like, the uh, Mewtwo doesn't even really bear out that way as being, like, a, a real yeah. win rate increase. They just Mirage Gate onto Drape and then kill it. So, you know, it's just not that good there either. Um, you could take some sort of, of bet and say, well, they're going to play Kyogre, so they're not going to play Drapion. Uh, which is like a, a fair line to take, but I just don't even think it's worth it at that point. I'd rather just like make my deck really consistent. Some percentage of games lost box bricks. I have a man if you for the Greninjas and just like hope that that's good enough. But to me, there's no chance that that's good enough. So there's no chance that I'm playing Guardi. And all of that is even like discounting that there's a Galarian Moltres version of lost box that like I'm not personally into, but it, it exists and is running around. Right. So <laughs> yeah. 
No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So beyond that, like, uh, how do you feel about, like, I know that that's obviously, like, the biggest issue we theoretically have with Icardi, but beyond, like, I think we've both come to really enjoy the deck over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it's whereas, a fun deck to play. Whereas, like, when we first saw it, we, we did not, like, like not first saw it, because we knew we were going to end up liking it, and we just didn't think we'd necessarily like it immediately. Would you, like, is this something that you'd actually be considering, like, you yourself this weekend, or would you not be on? Okay, that's that's where we're getting. Yeah, 0% chance. It, it's a hard off for me, um, and kind of touched on it already, but, like, I think Lost Box is very highly played. I think Muse going to be very highly played. Those are both bad matchups for Guardian. And if you're telling me that 30% of the field is probably those two decks, which does not seem like a far cry, right? No. And then if we add in another at least 10% for Guardian Mirrors, like, yeah, there's obviously skill expression, but like, unless you're, you know, one of the best players in the world, you're you're obviously not like hoping to play Mirrors every round. Yeah. Um, like I, as much as I am confident in myself in card games, I would not like, like, to play that deck and go, ooh, I'm going to play against Torrid in the mirror? Mm. <laughs> yeah, not, that's... Yeah. Not ideal for me, right? I mean, not ideal for literally anybody. Nobody yeah. gets up and goes, ooh, I want to play mirrors. Like, even, like, those guys, like, Torrid probably wouldn't go, ooh, yeah, I want to play Guardi mirrors against, like, Schultz or anybody like that, yeah. right? Like, you know what? That's just not how you, like, get excited to play in tournaments unless, like, I don't want to say you're high on your own supply, but, like, you, you have to really, really be there. Yeah. Um, so that's just like 40% of matchups that I'm just not thrilled to take though. So I just don't like the deck spot. <laughs> no, that makes sense. Um, that makes sense. And you know, maybe there's like something somebody finds, maybe somebody gets really, a really, really good list of the Mewtwo version. But for me, it's just out. What about you? Guardi be in the decks you're considering playing or. Um, no, it, like it, it is, it would be to the extent that. Of the decks that I like, of the decks that I've played a bunch of, it's probably the best. But I also mm-hmm. think if I was preparing for an event, I probably would have grinded more with with the decks that I think are much better positioned. So, sure. like, it's probably a no for me. Like, yeah, if we did, if like, I guess my point is, in a real preparation stance, no. If you called me today and said, "Hey, surprise, what's the deck going... you're the most comfortable to play?" If we're going to Portland. Yeah, we found out. We we just got free tickets and free entry into the tournament we're going right now. It, it's of the things I've played, it would probably be that. But uh, yeah, no, that makes I, sense. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. It's real for me beyond that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's going to be played. It's going to be more played than it was at UIC. I would bet even, which I kind think of is so. Definitely something that's informing the rest of my decisions too. I mean, I think the the uptick in play online will translate to real life, and that'll translate yeah. to my other choices. So, I mean, we already covered it. That's that's really the thing that's above all else, knocking Gudra out of playability for me. I just think there's going to be yeah. too much Guardi, and I, I don't want to to play a deck that's like that. I agree. Um, so that kind of does it for that deck, and let's let's kind of move along. So, and and really for like some of like the lower tier stuff, and then there's other stuff that I don't think you like. Even if I don't know if we put it in that regard, or if we put it lower, or higher, or wherever, I don't think I know Intelligent Shifu and Maridon and stuff like that have been seeing play. I don't I don't. You're not bringing either of those to any sort no, of. No, this is all kind of fall into the, the legit rogue category to me at this point. There was a period very early on where I thought uh, Hershey was really good. Um, like, way, way was outperforming its play rate and everything, but it's just kind of fallen off. Lost Box has fallen off a little bit. They're more familiar with like what you're doing. Um, so, no, I wouldn't be surprised to see that deck like spike or anything because there definitely will be enough decks playing comfy that you could get lucky. But no, nah, off that one, Maradon's bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that covers those. I think that uh, that's sort of, yeah, those are sort of the rogue decks. I think I like, they're not 
so different from something like Arctura or uh, Arctina on play rate, but I think those are like just better decks. They'll see a higher share of uh, like a winner's metagame and, you know, you should be a little more prepared for those, I think, than uh, than Hershey. Yeah, no, I agree completely. Uh, so, okay. So then, now I feel like we're kind of getting into the things that we think are real. And I'll, I'll we, we've talked about all of them briefly before. I, and I think the one you rolled out the most so far is Lugia. So I know you said you wouldn't necessarily play it this weekend, but does that, do you also think that means that it's not going to perform well, better, better than before, worse than before? Where do you, where do you see Lugia finishing? Well, I don't think it's performing better than last time because it put two into, it was the only multi-top eight deck at UIC. There was another copy in like top 16, I think. <laughs> I don't remember specifically, but like no, but the, deck did, right. the deck did very, very well at UIC. I, I don't know that it does better than it did at UIC. I think better would be a big ask. Um, yeah, when I said when I when I stumbled over the word better, it was more about like will it perform better than it's performed over the last few weeks online, not necessarily better than a UIC. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you performed better than it did the last couple weeks online. Yeah, I think that I think Lugia is still good. Like it's also linear. It uh like. Linear sounds bad a lot of the time. It's proactive in the yeah. sense that, like, you have a game plan, you are initiating it, and if you hit, like, you're winning a lot of the time when you hit. Um, the hit rate's still good. There's some issues in that, like, Guardi, same reason that it's uh, kind of pushing Goo out a little bit for me. Yeah. Um, like, Guardi can just murder your guys pretty well. I think, like, the play rate of Guardi means that you almost have to keep the Evatol in, which you really didn't want to. Um, because it turns out you like don't need it to beat you, but you, now you need that. But you're just being like stretched a little, bit, I guess, because I also think you need to either play Dura or Urshi. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't even like an I don't like Duraladon. I'm just been happier with the Urshifu, uh, largely because I don't have to play Impact Energy. I think, mm-hmm. but you have to play one of those, and you have to play the Evatol, and you're just like cutting into consistency spots at that point, mm-hmm. and then. You are good against Lost Box, which is, like, really, really good. But you're still, like, two of the three top play rate decks not favored against. Um, you're not, like, a terrible dog against either of them, especially if you're playing the Evatol, which is why I think that there's, like, definitely a solid chance that Lugia does well. But for me, I'm not comfortable enough um, to sign up for the tournament and play against uh, Mew and Guardi all day mm-hmm. when I don't think either are good matchups. And... Add on to that, you have to respect the mobile trap from Sablesard, so you have to put more bad cards into your deck, mm-hmm. um, which is like already not ideal when I'm worried about two of the top decks. You're supposed to be favored against Lost Box decks. I really don't want to throw because I didn't include an out to mobile. Yeah. And that just that just sucks too, <laughs> right? Like yeah. you, you don't want to have to do that. It's a matchup that you're supposed to win. So suddenly I'm playing. Yes, it's just like one supporter. You're playing one bad supporter to fix the matchup, but like that's still that more still than I sucks. want to. Yeah. And that still sucks when, like, you know, you could be doing something to either make yourself less susceptible to Path Judge with that slot or something to make yourself better against uh, these, like, giant damage-dealing stations or, you know, these single prizers from Guardian stuff or, like, yeah. any other disruptive card, right? Or, you know, whatever it might be. There's just, like... The deck has a lot of spots that are required already, and I think that it's going to be... It's going to be a really, really good deck if the metagame is in a spot where you don't really need to use tech slots on deck space and you can just play a really consistent Lugia deck if just, like, your core game plan is strong enough. And so, like, you know, if Gudra falls off the face of the earth because the metagame's not 
good for it. And suddenly we don't have to worry about this like Dura or a Hershey line. We only need to worry about playing an Evitol. Suddenly I'm, I'm higher on Lugia. Um, if the seeming drop off of Lugia from current times and the fact that Guardi's already playing a penny to beat Mawile takes Mawile out of Sableslar decks, same thing. Lugia comes back up and play rate. I'm not confident that people aren't going to play the Mawile package. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'm lower on Lugia because there's, again, another matchup that you're supposed to win that you're not winning anymore. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, like, yeah. you know, that's that's the tough part. I mean, the other good news is, like, if you play a not to the mobile package, you literally just win the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you do lose a lot of time. I guess that's another, that brings up another question I want to add. Like, you've, you've touched on it a couple times, and, and obviously, like, we'll get into that when we get into Lost Box a little bit more, maybe. But, like, do you think the mobile thing is going, like, do you, think that that's going to see a bunch of play this week do you think that was kind of a now people know about it it drops off some for at least for this time being or, or where do you stand out with that going in like obviously we've talked before yeah, whenever yeah. it comes to things like that we'd, we'd rather be prepared and, and not face it than not prepared and get just our tournament run wrecked but do you think it's going to see a lot of play this weekend i think i'm actually i'm having a really hard time answering that one i think if i was playing sables art i wouldn't play it okay um and there's a number of reasons for that. I guess uh, if we want to just kind of transition sure. to talking about Sables art here, that that probably makes the most sense. But yeah. like, I think that uh, we already know Guardi is prepared for it. Like, even if it's whether it's playing Penny or there's an argument to play Arvin and play uh, an escape rope, and you can play the as you already mentioned the emergency jelly at that point if you wanted to. Um, both of those are like reasonable things to do in Guardi, and so it's not just game there. And uh, against Lugia, I've seen both Thornton, Penny, and Lugia. And again, if Lugia plays the out, it's not like, you know, okay, mm-hmm. you're just dead. Yeah. They, they just get you to the point, because you're you're full committing when you do that to decking them. And yeah. you can't. You've lost. So, you know, it's it's just not something I'm comfortable doing. Um, But it's, it's tough to say that it's like 100% not the right call. I also think that the other matchups for uh, Sablezard are good without doing it, and I think you're already good against Guardi just by nature of being a Sableye deck without doing the Mawile Trap thing anyway. It's just like a, an upside in the matchup. So yeah. I don't think it's required to beat them, and I think Lugia is both likely to be prepared. Like, even if half your Lugia opponents are prepared, it's it's bad, because you've thrown those games. Um, and I'd rather just use that on, like, a, a different way to attack some different game plans and stuff. And I... I if you don't want to play the Pidgeot and uh, Forest Seal Stone, that actually opens up like three spots in your deck. It's not just the Mawile, so that is also a lot of deck space. Yep. Um, but I mean, I also do think people will be playing it still, if that makes sense. I, I, yeah. This isn't like a good answer, because like it's it's going to see play, because if you were going to play Pidgey and Seal Stone either way, which some people would play without Maw- Mawile, yeah. now it's only one card slot, right? Like it, it's... The calculus depends on what you deem to be worth it as far as those cards go. Obviously, if you play Mawile, you have to play the whole set. Yeah. But you can play Pidgey Forest Seal without playing Mawile. Um, but like if so if you in your head are like, I'm definitely playing Forest Seal Pidgey, like suddenly the Mawile is just like one card, it's a tech attacker. There's some other spots where like it'll at least force some action that your opponent doesn't really want to be doing in some other matchups, or even if you just like can can count somebody's switches and they've burned them all or whatever, you know, there's spots for it. Yeah. Um, but for me, I would not be playing it if I was playing Stablesard. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I kind of feel the same way in that, like, I understand, I obviously understand the utility of it, but in the same way that I wouldn't necessarily like the control deck that kind of built around that to an extent, 
for this like i i just think people know like uh, i think that yeah like it's one of those things that like not like it's new for simplification especially when we saw that format that people just didn't adapt but a lot of the time i feel like you just like you can't bring that back to back weeks and we already saw it do at least reasonably well and like people knew about it there so right. like if they, if they were already preparing for it and now like the the for lack of a better term like the layman the person that's not in like the in groups of, of people that are going around with all of the worst kept secrets, if everyone knows about it now, I just assume that like it's as easy as like playing like a one one card out whether it be the penny or the switch or the escape rope or what have you. I just think that right. like I understand its merits and like it's one of those things that, like if somebody did spike because people weren't prepared it would not shock me. That's why we saw mm-hmm. Duraludon win multiple events or top multiple events last format. But like I I would not be signing up with it. I like I I already cut it from my staples art list and, and I, I didn't really miss it at that point mm-hmm. i was just kind of trying to figure out the rest of the matchups without it because it just to me it just never really did enough so yeah i'm kind of on the same page yeah yeah it was out of mine as well i mean and again like there it does make sense that lost box decks are unfavored against lugia in general um i guess i'm i'm not super confident to say that staples art is just by nature unfavored into lugia i know regular lost boxes from experience like mirage gate lost box maybe staples art is a little bit better um because you do have those ways to just like one shot to Charizard and the Tyranitar a lot easier uh, than the other decks do in on that like one prize package, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just hasn't. Uh, it, I don't feel like the Mawile is bringing enough to the table, and I, I wouldn't want to put my eggs in that basket as the Mawile player. But it, it, it the existence does make you respect it. I assume Guardialists are still going to play Penny, mm-hmm. um, which actually. I've kind of come around to if you're playing Luminion to being like a necessary inclusion either way. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. You, you want to be able to clear sense. the fish. Um, and something that I had found in, during my gameplay was that you do have a lot of like middle turns where you don't want to play a supporter. You hit the point where if your hand is too fat for you to play research basically. Yeah. And unless you had like enough energies that playing the research would score you a KO, you're not going to play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way the like, supporters are lined up in the deck, there's a lot of turns where it's just like, I mean, I can't burn a utility supporter right now. I can't burn a research on this hand. I can penny up my fish. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like just good value in general either way. I think that I'd be pretty happy with that. I did briefly try Thornton in there because I like Thornton and Lugia. Um, it's just too much worse. Being able to pick the fish back up and then play it again later is really important in Guardi. Yeah. But either way, like your your opponents are going to be ready for it, so no. But that would not discourage me from playing Sablesard. No, not at all. I, I really like Sablesard this weekend. I think I think the spot for Sablesard is really good. I think the bad matchups for the deck are um, purportedly Mewtwo Gardevoir, if you separate them, uh, which makes a little bit of sense. You can't one-shot it ever, and it uh, doesn't care about Sableye. Your guardian opponents aren't setting up if you're sableying them, right? Correct. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> the other poor matchups are uh, all of the Dura decks, like all or all of the Arceus decks, excuse me, and the Lost Box Mirror. You're bad against Greninja Lost Boxes, at least per stats, um, which is why, as we talked about a little bit last week when we did our deep dive, that it's like, oh, I guess you have to play double comfy. Mm-hmm. Um, you mean double mana fee? Or double mana, excuse me, fee. Yeah. But yep. like... And the mana fee does solve this problem too, but that gets worse if we're saying that we think we'll see an uptick in Kyogre because there's another card that can take multiple prizes in your match then. So I yep. I do like Sablesart a lot. Uh, which decks it's bad against specifically gives me a little bit of concern. Yeah. Yeah, it would be high on my list of things that I was considering, but I don't know. 
For it's, me personally, it's, it's, it's in one. my top three decks. It's in the three decks that I would consider playing this weekend. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's probably definitively three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, for me, it's it's the third deck. Yes, absolutely. It's kind of the odd man out once I start thinking about it a little bit deeper than that. And then there is one other deck that's like, I guess, like my four that I definitely wouldn't play. But I do think it's like a reasonable choice. Um, which I guess I, let's move there. Well, I, go I'm going to guess that's my two, so that's interesting. Okay, what's what's your two? I would probably, I, I, as much as I hate to say it, because like I don't think, I think if we test it, I'd probably end up throwing up while doing it. I'd be pretty high on, on an arc pile this weekend specifically, and this is going to make you laugh even more given the conversations we've had. I think I really like where arc P stands. It does make me laugh. Uh, if it makes you feel any better, we're on different RCS decks. I would play Artina. Interesting, interesting. I like, and that's fair. I really like Artina. Uh, like, really like is obviously a loose term because I, I don't like playing Arc. But if I was going to like playing Arc, I really like Artina. Mm-hmm. Would you play? Would, would you play Pikachu in Artina? Would you? Yeah, play I, I would play in Artina. Okay, I would play a Pika in there. Um, you could sell me that I could play Volpix instead of Pika. I guess that's like yeah. a separate. Maybe that's the right answer, I guess. Maybe that's better against Guardi. I hadn't really considered that actually. Well now that's what I'm um, be, that's what I'm gonna be building now because like yeah, a lot of the So times, maybe I should be playing Arctina picks instead of Arctina Peak, yeah. Which like it's you know what, now that you said that, I it doesn't make me throw up my mouth as much anymore. Because Yeah, yeah. Also, like if you feel like spending money, think about how gorgeous that deck can look. Uh well the golds are all under a hundred now, so there's that. Yeah, that's the part of that it's gonna be the problem. Definitely not the Giratina V's. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, uh, yeah, I just think the deck matches up pretty interestingly. I'm still not sure. Like, are you going to play, like, two, like, kind of do the Shamansky thing of playing two Drapion because otherwise you don't like your Mew matchup? Because I think, I, I think not, not in Artina because you have choice belts. And oh, that's true. That's one shot Mew. And that's if you actually, if you switch it to Artina picks, suddenly you have full picks that also one shots for zero energies if you don't Starbirth. Oh, um, that's wow. The more so, we talk about this, the more you know, I really like yeah. my best position. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, without even switching it to Volpix, I was just like, oh, I just played multiple choice spells. Suddenly my Mew matchup's a little bit better. I mean, you guys are both happy to play Judge Path, but like, yeah. either way, you never want to be Judge Path when you're not prepared for it. Like, Mew Judge Paths with the intention of clearing it. Yeah. Not not just willy-nilly, right? Yep. It's very methodical in that deck, whereas this deck can just play it. just doesn't care. You get to play Sharon Scares and just do, like, the Arceus tank stuff for Lost Box matchups. You have some game there as well as again judge is good against that deck you get to play four judge mm-hmm. um just like a lot of stuff yeah i mean and you could probably bring me full circle here and me say that uh arc peak of Vulpix is the deck that i would play i guess um it's not arc dura and this isn't an i don't like dura stance it's a i think everyone is prepared for dura well no and i think it like I- i've referenced this a number of times when talking about it but Shamansky himself, who won the event with the deck, yeah, said it was not, dog. Yeah, he said he's like, I'm not playing that again. That's that's crap. Everyone knows what it is now. Ever like, it, it's not actually good. It was just mm-hmm. good whenever people weren't prepared for the Dura. People were prepared for the Dura now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm I'd be pretty far off that. So I think we're on the same page there. I yeah. yeah, I know we don't love playing Arc, but this is the first time. Like, even whenever like there's been times like I said at the beginning of this, I think it's good. This is the first time I'd probably almost be. You you could maybe convince me. Be yeah. Cut. Absolutely. Because like it's like it just feels very well positioned and 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 having the optionality that it gives you, I really like Bibarel in this format. Well, I don't know if you play it. Like if you, the more attackers mm-hmm. you put in, the faster the Bibarel probably falls out. Because like 
if, if you're looking at the Tina list, they have space for it. But once you start putting picks in and stuff like that, space gets tight. So yeah, I don't know. a lot of Tina lists play like a one-one Pika line. Even if you turn that to picks, you still have space for some Bibberals if you want yeah. to play them. Um, yeah. I think like also especially if you're doing the Volpex, and I would have wanted to played the Drape anyway. But like you're letting yourself not play Drapeon depending on like how you set your deck up, whether that's multiple choice belts or if it's playing Volpex. You probably only need like one choice belt. Even if you play Volpex, you probably buy yourself an extra card slot actually, which is nice. I've seen some people um, that are playing one choice belt and one of the uh, the gloves. Do you buy into that at all, or at that point, just like I guess the rationale? Is I buy I buy into the gloves. Yeah, the gloves is uh, definitely reasonable. It's good against Mew and it's good against Guardi. That yep. actually should be that's correct. That's definitely correct. I haven't played enough with the deck, just like in my head, thought about it. Yeah, um, yeah, because you like, usually think of the gloves as something to like hit, like hit a hit a Sableye or hit hit a Comfy or hit a a Ralts for like the decks that are trying to like do cheeky damage or stuff like that. But like. Here well, it's so funny because it's it's in my mu list already. I just didn't port that logic over to this deck. Yeah, that's what it's. Yeah, and it's because but you're thinking of it in the mu deck. Are you thinking of it for Gardevoir in there? So oh. you guard. Okay, yeah, that's what I mean. So it's cool that it like yeah. it, it can actually. That's good utility, and I like I I remember whenever we people first started talking about that card, I just rolled my eyes and didn't get it. And the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know what? I get it. Depends it. what you're talking about it for. It's there's a yeah. big piece there of like, what is your intention like? There's there's some argument to be made that like this is so off topic that like you could go ooh you can play it and put it on a Luxray and uh Maridon and now you're attacking through Comfies but yeah ignore that you would need another plus power still but no but I get you know it's like yeah yeah there's a game plan there where you put it on a uh, Reggie Alecky V and you get to switching bolt back into uh that whatever the hell its name is every turn uh, like a Clef key yeah you know what I mean like you're you're finding outs there and it's like that stuff's cute and Maridon could use it to one-shot guardies as well so don't take that like the wrong way i guess don't take that out of context but it's it is a lot better when you're playing it in a deck where you're like oh yeah also i can bomb your thing this is making it so that guardy ex can actually be one shot yeah uh, which yeah, yeah, yeah. been like a big problem for a lot of decks right decks that can one shot guardy definitely have an advantage yeah yeah that wow i can't i really don't like that we've we've gotten to the point where i'm like you know what i'm gonna build after this is rcs but no the the talking about it has actually put it above it's probably my third deck over sables art actually i just i really like sables art but uh i don't love the idea of playing a lost box deck that's worse than the lost box mirror yeah but yeah I, I think i think rcs maybe we'll we'll agree to say rcs of some sort yeah is, is definitely like a top choice and i think that it is extremely well positioned um my issue with Arceus in general is that the uh, the decks aren't especially consistent at getting multiple things set up. And when I think that Mew in the fast version of Lost Box to obviously the two decks we haven't talked about yet, I yeah. think it's pretty clear what we were getting to, are both really good. It's like way too dangerous to just have your one Arceus knocked out turn one. Yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. That's basically what puts me off the deck. Like I think if you get to set up, it's every bit as good as those decks. But I think I'm not totally comfortable playing a deck that if I lose the roll or even win the roll against Lost Box, I might just go like, oh, here's my Arceus, here's my other attacker, uh, energy go, and they just go, yeah. all right, we'll kill your thing. It's like, uh, uh, what am I doing? Not like manual attaching and hoping. It's yeah. just not a good strategy, right? Um, yeah. Which is like, you start to feel a little bit too die roll dependent for my liking. Uh, even though you do, that's the big thing. You do have the tools to beat every single matchup, uh, which definitely makes me like the deck and i think it will do well i think this is the highest i've been on an rcs deck ever yeah not I ever highest i've been on an rcs deck since lost origin came out 
Yeah, that's because like yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm I'm not even gonna try to parse through that. That's no, that no, correct. just just throwing a time out there because there was just the point in time where Ark was obviously the best thing you could be doing, and I didn't want to get well actually for not including that time. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it, I get it. Uh, yeah, so I think I would... actually I'm gonna give a quick shout out here because I did say I would do this this week. That is my Jesse Lane build that deck, build RCS Guillotine <laughs> or RCS Pikachu. It's idiot proof. Have at it, man. Yeah, I would agree. I. Jesse, if you're listening to this, which I assume you are, because what what else are you doing with your life? Definitely play this. Uh yeah. So I guess so. I I don't know. I, I moving on to the top two, and I I guess I. So this isn't to... your top two. No, yeah, it's I, only I, one of these is in your top two. Okay. I I personally for this weekend prefer Sablezard over the Turbo Lost Box, and I don't know. I I, I just I and I think it's like just. I, I guess I, if I was answering for, it would be a different answer if I was saying what would I play or what would I, what do I think is going to do well? Because I don't, I don't trust myself well enough with the Turbo Loss box that I would put it up there. Whereas for people that are like, well, like have practiced with it a bunch, I think it's a great play. So that's probably, I guess it just depends on how I'm answering the question. I, there's, so I guess I said earlier there's a definitive top three. I think there's probably a definitive top four. And it just depends on where you feel comfortable playing the decks. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, that sort of that goes without saying, I guess. Like, it, I guess I'm kind of always coming at this from like the vacuum of like assuming I'm comfortable playing all of the decks, looking only at what matchups are good and what I yeah. think people will be playing. You know what I mean? Well, you have a, you have a much higher confidence in your skill than I do, than I do in mine. So that's kind well, of they... partially my point. More so is like a lot. Sometimes you'll see this on some of the other ones we've talked about, where it's like I think this is the correct deck to play, but I think this is the deck that I would play. Yeah, that's true. That's Which true. Is, we can work backwards to where you said if we suddenly have free tickets, you would play card four. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, not anymore. I think you talked me into RC. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, that's we another do, we, deck that you could probably play without a ton of practice. That's what we said. We just we just said it's idiot proof. I'm in. I, I like being. I'm an idiot, and it's it's proof of me. So, uh, yeah, but. I think that the turbo loss, or like, it doesn't even necessarily need to be like. I guess when I think turbo, I go back to the last format where I was playing Pokestop, and that's not necessarily even how you would play it. Like, you probably would, but then some people will. But I think that, yeah, I think just trying to like rush your way to seven and then run ten the set like on turn like three is 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 very good. It's the same thing I like about Sables Art in the sense that mm-hmm. what I want to be doing almost every turn with Lost Box following like turn three is Sableying, and the fact that like this deck gets you there pretty quickly. Feels like it gives you a chance against most decks in the format. So I think it's really easy to uh, not fully appreciate how quickly this deck ends games. Like yeah. you can blind second with Turbo Lost Box, uh, which is great. There's something just really wonderful that I don't think Pokemon talks about enough compared to some of the other games, and it's because the die roll makes less of an impact. But not caring about the die roll, just being like completely die roll agnostic, is so powerful. Um, yeah. And like, there's not a matchup or not. There's not a world blind playing turbo, like genuinely trying to go off turbo loss box that I'm not picking second every game. Yeah. And it's very good that none of the other top decks want second. So I, I get what I want every game, right? I'm getting to go where I want to. Um, you get to play Kyogre. Kyogre is very good. Kyogre is good against Mew. Kyogre is good against... Uh, well, it's good against bad Lugia players, but I guess that's not like the point, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's good in Lost Zone Mirrors because you're pressuring the cut or the mana fee even more this way. It's good into uh any any deck that leaves like multiple bench sitting two prizes, right? Yeah. You know, there's just spots for it all the time. And in especially in like a Pokestop version of Lost Box, you can very feasibly go turn one dragon, I kill a V take two prizes, turn two attack with Sableye to set up, turn three Kyogre for game. 
Yeah. If it's not turn three, turn four, turn five, it doesn't matter. They're taking one prize after that dragon. You have a bunch of turns. Yeah. You, you have the time to set it up. Um, the thing for Lost Box, like when you look at the matchup spread, this was the big thing for me. The other deck we're going to talk about, obviously, is Mew, which we talk about a ton all the time. Uh, we are we are kind of Mew aficionados over here. Um, that's that's like the one deck that Mew is bad against is Lost Box. So mm-hmm. you're already good against one of the decks that has one of the higher, you know, win rates against the entire field. You have a positive matchup there. You're positive into Sablesard. You're positive into Gardevoir. You're positive into uh, everything except for Gudra and Lugia. And we covered a bunch of reasons why Lugia is going to be on the decline this weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's positive for you. We covered a bunch of reasons that were not high on Gudra. And the out that I'll give you there is uh, because Lugia is on the decline. And either way, I don't think Raikou is very good. Dragonite's really good against Gudra. Just play two of them. Yeah. Just play two I, of them and play Echoing Horn to hit him with the Kyogre. Boom. I was I was pretty anti two two Dragonite when I first saw Grant Manley post it. And the more that we've like dug into the format, the more I'm like, you know what? That seems good. I don't think because, Raikou's good. I yeah, mean, that's the issue, right? You can I, tell I, me you would rather play Drapion or something, but I, I don't think Raikou's good and you need another V, so Yeah, it's it's tough. I, I used to really be a big a big like and I guess like I am depending on what the deck is like. I think that it's funny because I think Raikou and this probably tells you exactly why I don't like Maridon. Like the more I talk, the, as I'm talking it out is I think Raikou's the best attacker in Maridon. Yeah. And if it's not good enough to play in Lost Box, I feel like that tells you where, why, like how I, why I feel that way. And There's I, a little yes. bit of a difference there. Um, there, there is that your Raikou's attack for plus sixty to ninety more most of the time. They're still just kind of mid, but yes, I understand. It's it's still two hundred HP thing, giving up two prizes, and I think that's always going to be my issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. That's Maridon thrives off tempo. You need to hit that first turn, take two prizes, yep. and then keep finding two prizes. Which yep. that was that's the other reason Raikou's good because you only need to hit one energy off electricity generator to keep attacking. Yep, yep. Yeah, I don't know. I think that. I, I think that like this will probably be the most successful version of the deck this weekend. So while I said earlier like what, that I favored personally playing uh, Sablezard, I think that this is going to be the most successful version of Lost Box this weekend. So um... yeah, no, I, I think this is the best version of Lost Box to play. I haven't decided if I think this is the like I I am tied on this and you right now on what deck I would play. Um, um, and I don't know how much more I'll actually test to make a decision. I have a pretty greedy version of the deck built like even by my own standards i've cross switchers and horn and everything in turbo lost box right now yeah because the goo matchup is just pretty bad if you don't have that kind of stuff like you really need the extra switch uh or the extra gust rather but you can't really afford to to gust most turns to like set up a a rope gust um and then horn kyogre still and i'm not positive that you actually need the cross switchers but once you buy into the Kyogre plan, Pokestop's actually good, and Pokestop is great for enabling cross-switcher stuff, so it seemed worth kind of testing. Yeah. But you do lose consistency cards. Though, in a way, like, switches are consistency cards in Lost Box. But Yeah, 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 it's, they're weird like that, aren't they? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because every switch is, until you've used all of your comfies, is essentially a tracking shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it really um, is. So, you know, there's, like, something to that, but you obviously have to like I said, you lose some consistency cards to make the space for that stuff. Um, so I don't know. I'm kind of still working on the list. I think I'm going to try to actually post my list on Twitter this time before the event just to be like, this is what I actually would have played. Yeah, that's um, a good idea. Hold myself a little bit of accountable and also give us a little more content, you know? Yeah, I like that. Um, I like that. But so I don't know. Maybe I'll post both of these. We'll see where I get to with the Lost Box deck. This is kind of what I'm 
working on the most right now because I feel like there's the most like to do. But yeah, to bring that all the way around, I actually don't think that any of your bad matchups will be that played. The there's not like enough Mewtwo Guardy data to say that the matchup's bad. If you fear Mewtwo Guardy, play Drapion. Yeah. I don't. I think like you just beat them by not letting them set up, so I'm not worrying about it. But you know, so that's where I'm at. I think this deck is actually really good. Uh yeah, I'm sorry. I I, I missed because we went back and forth there. Where you're you're ending up? Do you think Muse is very good, or you think the Lost Box is very good? Oh, uh, I said I think Lost Box is very good. And if you're worried about like the Mewtwo okay. Guard before play Drapion. Okay, yeah. Uh, I just I misunderstood. I can, well, at the end of that conversation where you got yep, to, you're so, good. Yeah. You're good. And then the last deck, obviously, because I don't think you have anything else to say for us. Lost Box, you just haven't been deep into it. I haven't. It and well, good. while I haven't <laughs> been deep into Mew like you guys have, uh, I think that it's what I would play this week, and I, I think it, it is. Like I don't know if I want to say it's the best deck in the format right now, but I think it's the, I think that's the best to me. I without looking at the data, and maybe you'll be able to counter this a little bit, but it seems like it has just the most unbelievable matchup spread. Yeah, I mean the issue with Mew is that its bad matchup is Lost Box. There are yeah. two things that Mew is not favored into, like literally two things: uh, Sableye decks and Arctura. And the reason it's not favored into Arctura is because it's the Shamansky list with Double Drapion and Alolan Vulpix. Yeah, and if they're not playing those, then it automatically... If you're not playing double Drapion, all right. We also can, you know, hedge towards the Drapion thing. We can play the full four paths, which I think everyone was already in agreements that you should. Yep. And funny enough, you can play around the Vulpix still. Um, yep. You need to put Oracorio in your deck so that you can still set up, like, five guys. But if you think Mew's one of the best deck, or he's good in the mirror, and it lets you put five Pokemon into play against Vulpix without being uh, dead to the Vsar. Yeah. So... All around, like that's just great. And then you just aggressively, you know, judge, gust, whatever, just chase prizes against the Durid or the uh, Arceus decks. And I think that it probably is not an actually unfavored matchup. And to say it's unfavored, it's, it's 48 and a half, 51 and a half by yeah. stats, but it is literally one of two things that you are sub 50% win rate against. Yeah. The harder one to figure out is Lost Zone. And it's funny that like we pan Guardy really badly for this, but. Cardi is bad against other decks too. Cardi has other bad matchups. Mew doesn't. And you can definitely play some cards that are positive on your win rate against Lost Box that not every list has been playing before Mew. Like, I think Cleansing Gloves is a staple. Do you agree? Yeah. 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 I think so. I think that it just, it tilts things. Like, yeah. I don't have yeah. to, I don't, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You it get gets... your one shots there and you get your one shots on Guardi. Like, that's insane. Um, you know, you can mess with your switch card numbers. You can play Collapse Stadium. You can play, uh, echoing horn to chase two prizers something that i've seen happen a decent bit is like your opponent's in a spot where they like you don't always get to pick and choose when you do your drapion because like you're gonna get past judge so you almost just have to take it Mm -hmm. but sometimes that means that you've just exposed yourself to getting horn bossed Mm -hmm. uh, out of the game because you gave them a two prizer back like yeah it took three but they're actually going to take four prizes off your drapion after they kill it twice yeah um which like can happen i think I think Mew's just probably my my pick, but I, I'm curious to see if I can get Lost Box to a place that I'm happy with it. I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts on Mew, I guess? We've talked about the deck to death already, but I, I could talk about it more. <laughs> That's part of the thing, right? Is that like I feel like even though like I think it's the best the, the best call, I think it's like it, and it has changed slightly. But you mentioned like the real change that there's been and that like you're fit you're you're fitting the gloves in there. It is going to be probably a four path deck. Whether or not you want to play the Oracorio, there's not a lot of other changes that are coming in right now that make it something that we have to like explain further uh yeah just looking through my list right now yeah i think 
I think the big thing is you do need to play a card that can empty a bench slot because I think that Horn is important in some different matchups, especially if you like... It's one of the ways, again, that you can flip lots of box matchups if they accidentally give you a two-prizer, which means you have to be able to make bench space. So the difficult decision to make there is whether that's Avery or Collapse Stadium for you. Yeah. And if you're specifically trying to be lost box, Collapse does play double duty. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense. There's there's my plug there. And then, again, if you want to make Vulpix not bad for you, you can play Orcorio. That fixes that also. Yeah. So... I've got, uh, there's, there's my tech for you. I think Ori is good in view again. Congratulations. I didn't see that coming, but I guess, I guess it makes sense when we're talking it out. So, uh, I guess any, any what, what would be your predictions for like a, a top cut breakdown? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, you know, there's going to be Mew and top cut, probably two lost box decks. Uh, I'll combine like Sable's already in lost box when I say that, but I think two of them in top cut, a Garbity probably top cuts, um, at least one RCS deck. I wouldn't be surprised if two different RCS decks top. I doubt yeah. that we're going to see like two Arcturas or anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if Arctura tops. Um, every deck that we're high on isn't bad against Arctura, so I kind of, like I said, am the lowest on that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I expect a varied top eight. I, I think that Lost Zone is probably the only deck that we'll see multiple copies of in top cut. I guess there's a chance that Mew does. Um, just never seems to work out that way. I don't know. Mew doesn't dominate top cuts. This is like totally unscientific this isn't just like mew doesn't fill top cuts up i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah um, I'm actually, I'm actually i think predict... mew will win the tournament i think mew's winning the tournament yeah i'm actually gonna predict to mew in top cut i know we like you said that, but like something it just feels like way too strong for it to not it's so, so positioned so i'm gonna guess two i'm gonna guess two mew two lost box of some form not giratina because that deck sucks um i'm gonna guess one arc one arc tina and then maybe like what one Lugia, one Gardevoir? I don't know if that math mathed, but it's close enough. I, like you said, I think it's a very, very. I think so, it's a rather varied meta game. So I do yeah, think yeah, I do too. And I think that like, so I didn't really touch on this. I guess specifically, my my big criteria when I was picking decks was that I didn't want to play a deck that was bad against both Mew and Lost Box. Yeah. Um, which like part of the nice thing about picking Mew or Lost Box is that you don't have to worry about the mirror. And that this is basically what's bringing me to ooh, maybe I should play Lost Box. Um. Because yeah. it's it's the one that's good against Mew. They're both good against Guardi, which will be the other top three most played deck. So, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I think Mew wins the tournament. And uh, do you think any goo in top cut then? I don't. I think, I don't know. Highest the... placing goo. Top 32. Low on it. I am. Low, low on it. I am. I mean, it, yeah, if you want to ask me about other decks that I'm low too. on, I don't, I don't think we see it. Like, I, I don't think we see a Maridon in top 32. I don't think. I think we might see a, an, an, an uh, sorry, a, a, just a regular Giratina loss zone yeah, in top 32. I think that'll be in top 32 just because I think people will play it. But other than that, like, I don't know. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm I'm kind of on board with all of that. Um, last thing that I'm kind of curious about your opinion on, I think we touched on it a little bit already, or at least I kind of gave my opinion. Um, does Gardevoir play Mewtwo? I think some do. I think there's some in day two. I don't think the one at the top, it, the one that I'm predicting. Do you think the, top the day, highest placing guard of replace me too? I don't. <laughs> I would agree with that as well. I just don't think it's going to make it. I think it's too clunky. Yeah. I um, wanted to. I love that card, but I, I just don't think it gets there. Does control do well? I don't think so. Yeah. Don't either. No Sander, no top. Uh, yeah. I don't think Sander's going to travel to so, what the other one's in, in, in Mexico, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's traveling across the, the ocean for a regional. So. Uh, yeah, no. And then I have one meme deck that I want to ask you about, because it has been doing pretty well online, all things considered. 
this Kyurem deck. Uh, I Best think... placing copy. Because there will be one in day two. I'll yes. bet one day two. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say top 64, but you could see it maybe the top 32. I, I think the deck sucks, but I do I think, think so. That, but, like, if you hit enough, like, I mean, it, like, it can do its thing. I just, I'm like, curious. I have not looked deep into this, if there's, like, matchups that are good for it, or if it's just, like, a deck that kind of does its thing and is decent when it does. For those of you who haven't seen the deck, the deck plays 31 basic water energies, adventures, discoveries, and just tries to uh, set up a bunch of key arms and just water energy their board up. Yeah, plays it four is Ki- the lamest deck of all time. Plays a four four Kyurem V Max. It plays uh, Raiding Greninja, and it plays Kyogre. And it says we will get there. And I like yeah. Kyogre. We've mentioned we like Kyogre. I don't like Kyogre like that. And I like Greninja, but I don't like thirty one Water Energies. Maybe we're the idiots because they- they've seen success, and we want to play this Guardy pile that has seen like League Cup success. But here we are. That's what I'm right, playing. Listen, I-, I will not respect anyone's deck choice that involves playing thirty one Water Energies and three Battle VIP Pass. Play the fourth VIP pass and thirty water energies grow up. Can't argue with that. I think that's I think that's the perfect <laughs> way to spike the pod this week. So, uh, yeah, definitely like, follow, rate, subscribe anywhere you where you get your podcasts. I don't often remember to say that, but probably the only people listening to this are our family members anyway. So, what's the difference? Um, that. Uh, we will catch you guys next week where we'll talk about how wrong we were on this event on Ancient Wisdom. Thanks, guys.